0: Hey guys, good afternoon, evening, whatever. It's like 3.30 in the afternoon right now. And we're back. This is Kara for Money Mental Peace. I just wanted to say, hey, bring you another episode today and mention how we're gonna talk about how to pay for higher education without taking any student debt on whatsoever. Now, obviously, we talk about this in general in the podcast, but um, this might be a good episode if you've mentioned this to your friends and family, and they look at you like you've grown three extra heads. They're like, what? I've never heard of that. What is that? This is actually a an interview I did on another podcast talking about this exact topic and how it's totally possible, and especially now with some um, student loan forgiveness laid out by the government, take into account that that might be the only time it ever happens. Or that's for previous people who have gone, you know, have debt, not necessarily from now on, or we don't even know what's going to ha- come in the future. So it's great still to learn certain ways that you can guard your finances by yourself, not being relying on someone else to give you the money or be able to repay it back or whatever. We can get you through without any debt whatsoever. So I hope you enjoy this Um, interview that I did with my friend Lydia Sen from the Frugal Debt-Free Life. And as always, send me a message, reach out on Facebook, Instagram, whatever, if you have any questions or certain topics that you want me to talk about next. And all of that can be linked in the description below. Thanks, guys. Hey, girl, welcome to Money and Mental Peace, a podcast for Christian college girls wanting to graduate debt-free. Do you procrastinate on homework while googling easy scholarships and money for college because you're drowning in debt and student loans. Afraid you'll never have enough time and motivation to find ways to pay for college when you don't even have enough time to sleep or have a social life? I'm Kara. I too was a stressed college student and overachiever looking for money and mental peace. I wondered if there were other ways to pay for college and I wished for a clear direction on how to do it. I wanted an easier way to fund college with less anxiety, but I kept telling myself I had no idea what to do, thought I wasn't finishing school fast enough, and thought I would never have enough money. Until some scholarships and rare rare school hacks got me through debt-free, and I can show you how to do this as well. In this podcast, you'll find mental peace, answers for your future, and enough money to kill it at college. So grab your cold brew and TI-89 and enroll in the most stress-free and debt-free class that you've ever attended. This is Money and Mental Peace.
1: Hello, hello. I almost said good morning, but I don't know what time it is where you're listening. So today I'm very excited to have an interview with Kara from Money and Mental Peace. Kara teaches people how to graduate from college or other higher ed programs debt-free. So she funded her own four-year degree and how she did it for only $1,200 out of pocket. And now she helps other kids find scholarships and financial aid. You can check out her podcast. I will leave it in the show notes Um, Kara is super bright, super smart, and she is a recent grad, 2019. So I feel like she's got some really great up-to-date information that she can share. So if you're a student or you have a student that you love, today's episode is for you. Hi, Kara. I'm so excited to have you here to talk about such a timely topic, which is paying for higher education without having to rely solely on student loans. Can you give us a little bit of your background?
0: Sure, I would love to talk with you. So, yeah, so I guess the general gist of what people might come to know me know about me is I graduated from college debt-free. Um I'm now on a quest to help other do- students do the same. I have a podcast called Money and Mental Peace. You know, all free advice and stuff on there, and um, an upcoming course to help students. But I am a 20 something Christian entrepreneur. I am an amateur snowboarder, and I say I'm a recovering overachiever because, you know, um, only child syndrome and all of the things. But um, (laughs) I really enjoyed goal setting and budgeting and living a debt-free life. And so that's why I need to balance that with um, not stressful overachieving, you know. Mm -hmm. And regarding money situation, uh, my parents were always good with money, um, but it was with the conventional wisdom that they knew of. So like they always had like the best credit score and like paid off their cards and whatever. And I've chosen not to have credit cards and, and different debt-free lifestyle handling but they still instilled that it was just like stewarding this money well right and so um that was like I've always been like a saver I would just save for my American Girl doll clothes or whatever else (laughs) but in high school I was homeschooled for high school and in high school I did um Dave Ramsey's Financial Peace University class for one of my um I had done I liked math. I actually studied math in college, um, minored in it, but one of the maths I did was financial, like personal finance. And that kind of got me in the trajectory of I just don't want to be good with money. I wanna like be crazy <laughs> with it and lived up free. And um, you know, I started saving for retirement when I was in college, but I didn't invest it yet because I needed to keep that cash on hand if I needed to pay for college, but at least I knew like like percentages. Like if I graduate debt-free, then like I can use this in my Roth IRA, IRA. I was a major nerd that it's possible to live a debt-free life. And I've been learning about that as I've, I've grown up and graduated debt-free. And I just want to help encourage others to do the same, um, just that it's truly possible.
1: Well, Carrie, you're really a go-getter. So when did you graduate?
0: Sure. So I graduated the end of 2019. And so it's been a few years. Actually, I wanted to finish my degree online. Um, and there weren't all the options. And then 2020, everything shut down and it was only online. So it was like people that didn't want it. One of the options didn't have it and then didn't want it had to. So that kind of stunk. But um, so for the past couple of years, I've, I have had a business where I help students find scholarships for school and for college. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to... Um, hear back from students if they got the money, Mm -hmm. even though I tried to follow up with them. And I just wanted to help in a more all-encompassing way. That's why I started the podcast with other advice. So yeah, I graduated a few years ago. And the freedom that Debt Free College brings, like first of all, to the parents, any parents Mm -hmm. listening that that you don't have to be a part of of loans and for your kid, I was able to start my business and start uh, saving for retirement the month after college. So um, even though it took me longer to go through college... I feel like you have to like choose your hard. Like debt-free college can be hard, but also paying off student loans for 10, 20, 30 years is
1: really hard too. You know, this is a conversation that I end up having a lot when people DM me or email me um, saying that their their debt payments every month exceed their weekly or monthly take home pay. And, you know, what do I do about that? And as hard as it is, that's an income problem. And so I suggest to people to get a second job, which I know is exhausting. But I always say being in debt is exhausting. Working extra jobs is exhausting. But if you do one, the other is temporary.
0: I love that. Temporary versus doing it your whole life. Right, Exactly. I
1: entirely agree. So tell me some of the steps that you took to get through college debt-free.
0: I would say there are different parts to it. Having the mindset of being able to raise the amount of money that you have for college and also lower expenses. So mm-hmm. I actually want to throw out lowering expenses first. Um, I was able to test out of a lot of classes. Some people have heard of this. Some haven't. Um, there are ways to take pay and take a test and get mm-hmm. college credit for it if you already know the content. Well, some people think it's like, oh, I've been working in this field, so I already know the content. No, there's actually study guides online for these specific tests, for example, I took a CLEP, I took a bunch of CLEP tests. CLEP is Mm C-L-E-P. It stands for College Level Examination Program. Yeah. you know. Um, And I was able to test out of like half of my associate's degree. Each test is like a hundred bucks. I bought a $20 study guide online. I studied with a friend and we'd get three college credits for a hundred dollars, six college credits for a hundred dollars. Like at my four-year university, one class was like $1,500. So like imagining it for $100. Um, And I do want to throw out there to anyone listening, I've learned since college, like I didn't even do this, but I learned that there's a company called Modern States that will do a voucher program to reimburse you for that. So your student could potentially test out of a year or two of college for free. So that's one phase. Yeah. And then there are some um, colleges, yeah. There are some colleges out there. I didn't go to this college because just the program I went into, but there are some colleges out there like Excelsior and Thomas Edison State University that accept almost unlimited transfer credits that you test out of. So if your student's like really into it or maybe had been homeschooling as is used to studying on their own. Um, I had a friend who graduated when he was like 19 with a bachelor's because he he was just like, he's a very crap like passionate personality for that, but he just went all in and tested out of a ton of classes, got his bachelor's for like $5,000 or
1: less doing it that way. Yeah. I didn't do all of that intense, but go ahead, Sarah. Oh, no, no, no. You're fine. I heard you say associate's degree. So did you get your associates first before moving on to a four-year college?
0: I personally did. Yeah, this guy I was talking about, he just went and got his bachelor's. I personally did because I didn't know what I wanted to do when I grew up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm like, I want to get the prereqs. I want to get an associate's degree. You know, you don't have to do it that way, but I tested out of a whole bunch. And then I paid for a couple classes out of pocket. And at my community college is where I did it. So it's much cheaper there. And then I actually got... Um, kind of amazingly, a full-ride scholarship to my community college to sing in the choir, which is kind of random that our community Yay. college had full-ride. But there yeah. are a lot of community colleges that exactly. have full-ride.
1: There are so many opportunities. I feel like a lot of people don't take advantage of their local community college, getting an associate's degree first and getting some of those more basic credits out of the way. But when I was in high school, I did a program called Junior Miss. It is now called Distinguished Young Women, I think. And it was not, I cannot emphasize this enough, it was not a beauty pageant because it was focused very much on academics and public speaking and there was a talent component, um, but it was all about being a well-rounded citizen of your community. But when we participated in the program, we got basically a little voucher to for our local community college. So it wasn't a full scholarship. It wasn't even a partial scholarship, but it was um, money to cover a few credits. And that's kind of how I patchworked my way through my four-year college, was through smaller scholarships that other people might not have taken advantage of. Um, but of course, I graduated from college 800 years ago. Sure,
0: not. Uh, anybody, I'm, I'm looking at her. She does not look 800 years old. <laughs> Um, yeah, entirely. That's actually, as I went past this phase and got transferred to a four-year university, a lot of it was patchworked together. Mm -hmm. You're absolutely right. Um, but some people have told me, well, they thought there were less scholarships at a community college. I don't know where the idea came from, but I would say it's usually not true. And also they're concerned, not as much of a good education, but, It can depend on the degree program, it can depend on the school, but I thought the classes at community were harder than my university classes. That could have just been my situation. So I went to Eastern Michigan University, and there was a program where I could do two thirds of my degree at the community college. So I did most of it there for a good price and scholarships, and then I could transfer. You're absolutely right. And I also want to throw out there to anyone listening, if you're over the age of 24, um, that they count you as an independent student. This is the last Mm -hmm. point on the tuition realm. So um, within reason, if you're making over a certain income, you don't qualify, but that means they don't count your parents' income anymore. And um, if you're under a certain income level, you can get Pell Grant and other things. So um, that just shows, don't forget to file that FAFSA, that Federal Application for Federal, or Federal application for student aid. I can I can say things.
2: <laughs> yeah, there's just so much out there
1: to do. There is so much, and it can feel completely overwhelming, both as a student and I'm sure as a parent. I've not gotten there yet, but it's rapidly approaching, which I, I do not like to think about. But can you talk to us about test prep and the role that test prep plays in being more prepared to pay for college or to gain more opportunities? So- I like
0: to say it's very important, but not absolutely necessary to get, you know, just the highest score on that reason being there are a lot of scholarships out there that are GPA focused, SAT grade focused. And a lot of times if you're accepted into a school, um, they will send you the initial financial aid award letter and it'll be like, you qualify for this money because of your GPA I'm being very general here. It can depend on the school, but generally you you qualify for this and also these loans. And that's awesome. There are a lot of scholarships out there that are success focused and I am all for test prep. But I will say there's a lot of students out there who are overachievers that need to recover like I've learned to mm-hmm. and aren't getting enough sleep or or yeah. movement exercise or with their friends like to not kill yourself over it because the majority of ways I paid for college had nothing to do with my GPA and my ACT score I didn't do SAT, I did ACT so I just want people to know it is fantastic to boost up your score and get a tutor for it um but I'd say not to the detriment of your physical health, obviously, and to know that's not the only thing out there if someone listening doesn't have a very good score on such things.
2: Right.
1: And it is a lot of pressure on young people, on you know, people who are still essentially children. It's a lot um, to have to deal with and to have to go through and process right at the end of high school, you know, when you're very busy. Let's talk about let's transition into trade programs.
0: Oh, sure, absolutely. So trade schools are an amazing opportunity. First off, I mean, this is part of my job or it is my job to talk with students about college and all the things. And I will come to you saying college is not necessary. Mm -hmm. I didn't say it's not important or could be fantastic or awesome, but the word necessary there is like to actually survive and live life. Like it's not necessary. And there's even so much past that. And that could be entrepreneurial, building up in a company or trade school specifically. So I am a huge proponent of that. And, um, for example, if someone's going into electrical plumbing, or we're going to refer to cosmetology and a dental hygienist, you know, is trade school too? do a couple years at that. If people can get through it debt free through different, there are scholarships and ways to pay for that sort of thing. Um, and other things I talk about on the podcast are ways to rent cheap textbooks too. And, um, kind of quote unquote, get paid to do your homework by getting an easy job that you just sit there and answer phones and you do your homework and you get paid, you know, while you're doing it. There's all sorts of ways to, can you imagine your student like being done with their education by 20 debt-free, start saving for retirement, saving for a house, like they're going to be a millionaire, you know, like trade schools are fantastic. And Mm -hmm. if we're talking about ways to get into it, um, I would say I don't have personal experience in it, but I do know from what I've seen that there are still grants, scholarship, connection, and ways to. Um, it's generally not like a private school price. You know what I mean? Right. Know, so ways to even just save for it and and pay for it out of pocket.
1: I am a big believer in trade programs. I am a big believer in technical high schools. We are fortunate enough to have one where we live. It is part of the public high school system. You go to, you know, your regular high school classes for part of the day. And then part of the day, you go to the technical school where you are being trained in a job where upon your high school graduation, you will be certified to do that job. So you can leave high school and enter into the workforce or pursue that trade a little bit further, you know, education wise. And you are set up, and I love this idea that we're moving past viewing college as the one and only source, the one and only path to a career, and I would love to see more technical high schools. So call your state representatives and see if that is something that you can talk to them about because your voice matters.
0: Yes. There are also – Definitely technical ones, like you said, and there's also middle colleges out there that for the one like based at our community college, it's not as technical, but they're going to high school and doing college alongside and it kind Mm -hmm. of will count for both credits and then they can graduate with an associate's degree or they don't have to get in a degree but they'll have like 30 credits and like you said it could be on some technical side our school has a welding program and a lot of like CAD and other technical stuff but they could also just be getting general credits to transfer and because of that sort of dual enrollment there's also just dual enrollment even if someone homeschooled you can graduate with so many college credits or do a technical school. Like you mentioned, there's so much out there.
1: And with technology, you know, we are living in such a gig economy that it's so easy to find opportunities that didn't exist for, you know, your parents or my parents. And I I really want to encourage more kids to focus on that. So Kara, is there anything else that you want to share with us? Yeah, sure. I
0: think there are other um, just like tricks and hacks even, um, that I want people to be made aware of. Like I had mentioned, um, you can rent textbooks. I, my calculus textbook was $300. So I rented it for $50 one semester, you know, and also, um, get a job on campus that is relatively easy answering phones. You can sit there and do your homework and get paid when you're not, you know, answering phones. Also note takers. Did you know there are note takers where you're already in class and maybe someone with disability services needs help with notes? You sit in class, take your own notes and give them a copy of the notes and get paid to sit in class and take notes. I mean, it's all usually yeah. minimum wage, but like, why not? It's gas
2: money. Well, yeah. our babysitter just she leaves us this week after two years of loyal service to our family. But Aww. she, um, she's got she just got her master's in social work and she's starting her career. Anyway, she has all of these notes that she has taken that she has compiled together and can now sell on Etsy, which. Like the entrepreneurial skills of a college student to figure out I can bind a market and sell the notes for this class or like the test prep that I did for this class. It just blows my mind. As far as campus jobs, my husband worked at our campus bookstore. I think for all four years that he was in school. um, And then I had a job in our theater department in the costume shop. And like you said, it was, um, I think mine was actually enough to cover My living expenses on campus, but every every little bit that you can put together is just one less thing that you have to finance.
0: And I do want to throw out their budget, which people hate when you know sometimes the term of budget comes up. But I want people to know that budgets are your own. If you had if you budgeted your time and realized your best friend was in town out of nowhere, you would change your day around so that you can Mm -hmm. do your laundry tomorrow and see your best friend today. That means you can adjust your budget as you need it so that it works for you
2: yeah budgets exist to serve yes. you
0: yeah to serve you not to you know box you in so I think those are just my that's why my scholarship or I'm sorry my podcast tagline is scholarships and school hacks because there's scholarships but there's also lowering pricing and all these school hacks just to find money to graduate debt-free yeah
2: amazing you're so impressive okay so
0: where can we find you Thank you. My podcast is called Money and Mental Peace and it's just free content. Go check it out anywhere you listen to podcasts. We love
2: free content (laughs) and I'll link it in the show notes below so that everyone can find you. Um, So swipe over the artwork wherever you're listening to find Kara's podcast.
1: Okay, that's it. I hope that you enjoyed this. I hope that it was helpful to you, and I would love to connect with you. You can find me on Instagram or TikTok at Lydia Sin. You can find me at frugal backslash podcast where you can listen to more episodes that you might have missed. Thank you for listening. Thank you to everyone who has left a review or a five-star review. That is how people find the show. And we can continue to spread this message of financial freedom. So thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. Thank you for the time to hang out with me. And I will talk to you soon.
0: Hey, girl. Okay. So before you run off to calculus, if this podcast has brought you any encouragement, Would you please write a review on iTunes or take a screenshot, post it in your Insta stories and tag me. Let's tell the rest of our stressed sisters that more money and peace can be attained outside of the conventional way of doing college.
2: See you next time. Love and prayers. Kara.